The Browns defeat the Jets as Joe Flacco shows flashes of his earlier 2012 self. The Lions are in a showdown against the Cowboys in a big playoff preview matchup as we get ready for week 17, the second to last week of regular season play before the postseason. I'm Adam Wright, and you're listening to the Fumble Rooski Podcast. Welcome to the Fumble Rooski Podcast by Power 88 and Secret Weapon Consulting. I'm Adam Wright with CJ Medeiros. And guys, we have a big show planned for you tonight. As I mentioned, we are on to week 17. So the second to last week, right before the postseason. Lots of playoff implications and lots of, uh, lots of game picks coming up in this episode. We're going to talk about Joe Flacco and how far they could uh, he could take the Browns in the postseason now that they're in. And the Lions and Cowboys, it's a big matchup. Lots of playoff implications in there. And joining us to cover all of these topics, we got Ian Mulhern and Aaron Wise, two special guests for the thousandth time. But why don't you guys introduce yourselves? Welcome back. All right, so I'm uh, Aaron Wise. I'm from Illinois, and I'm a Jet fan. I'm Ian Mulhern. I've been on this show a hundred times. I'm from New Jersey, and I am sadly a Carolina Panthers fan. Yeah, and two Patriots fans. A lot of cellar-dwelling teams right now. Um, but we love the NFL. We love talking about all of it. So we're just gonna get. We're just gonna go on to the teams who are playing meaningful games, and talk about the Browns, who on Thursday Night Football destroyed the New York Jets. 37 to 20. Joe Flacco, 309 yards, three touchdowns. So this is Joe Flacco's fourth straight game throwing for over 300 yards. This guy has been killing it in five straight games of multiple touchdown passes. So since he has joined the the Cleveland Browns, this guy's been killing it. And we've seen some of us who have been fans of the league for quite a while now are starting to have flashbacks of 2012 back when this guy had a relevant career and he hasn't been a full-time starter since 2017. So this guy has quite literally not even been in the league. And he earlier on this season, he was calling other teams, not the other way around to get start to get some starting reps. Most teams did not want him except the Cleveland Browns later on in the year when they went through three quarterbacks Deshaun Watson, DTR, and that other guy who's from PJ Walker, I think. PJ Walker. Yeah, name mm-hmm. escaped me. Um, so they went through a lot just to even consider him. Uh, but guys, my question here, I'll start with you, Ian. Where do we see Joe Flacco taking this Browns team? Realistically. Realistically, well, you also have to look at how wide open the playoffs are right now. You don't have no team is looking real scary. Maybe the Ravens. But I have to say, since Joe Flacco probably plays in the toughest division right now and has put up the stats he has, I have to say Joe Flacco could probably take this team, I would say, maybe to the divisional round, possibly an AFC championship. Okay. Aaron? All right, so I'm going to keep this very brief, but uh... – I think Joe Flack is going to the Super Bowl. That's my prediction. I'm calling it. I think they're going to the Super Bowl. I'm not going to say they're going to win it. They're going to the Super Bowl. Short and sweet. Yep. Man. Uh, CJ, what do you think? The very same. I think the absolute ceiling is the ballpark of AFC Championship or Super Bowl. Not promising any wins, but there's no team in the AFC that scares me. And like uh, – and like Ian said, you could bring up the Ravens, but you have to remember that's a divisional thing. Divisional games are always tough. They're always trap games, but I would say the absolute ceiling for them is probably the AFC championship. Yeah. Listen, 
Joe Flacco, we forget how good Joe Flacco really was back in the day. This guy was a winning season machine. From the minute he entered in the league in 2008, he had five straight uh, winning seasons. Then one season where he went eight and eight in 2013. Then right back to 10 and six in 2014. So that's six of his first seven years in the league where he had a winning record and most of the time actually got his team to the playoffs and even and even made a run. One of them, I mean, he, the guy has a ring. So you look at that part, that Joe Flacco, like we forget that what Joe Flacco really was when he was in the prime of his career. And we also forget how much talent this Browns team actually has. They've had some injuries in that offensive line. I'm not going to deny that. But Jerome Ford has been a pretty good replacement for Nick Chubb. He's pretty good. And Kareem Hunt still kind of has it. Um, they also have Amari Cooper and Elijah Moore and David Njoku. So this team is loaded with talent. And I haven't even started on the defense, which is arguably the best in the league right now. So if this guy can still play at the level he is capable of playing, which he has, the talent around him should figure it out for itself. And we're seeing that right now. He knows how to use Amari Cooper, his best weapon, who wasn't even playing last night. So I got to say, maybe I do have the Browns in the Super Bowl. I'm not saying that they will go, but that is definitely their ceiling. And they're in as long as Joe Flacco can play what he's how he's playing right now, then I think they should do it. That's my pick. I think that is their ceiling right now because they just have that good of a team. And they had that much potential going into the season as well. But there's one thing I got to add, okay? Yep. Joe Flacco, congratulations. All right. Going to the playoffs, congratulations. He came, he, he became the first quarterback in 33 games to be the first quarterback to throw over 300 yards against the Jets defense. So congrats. That's all I gotta say. Against the Jets. Oh man. Um, another one other thing that I really want. And even if even if we don't get a, a a Joe Flacco Super Bowl, which was be would be a great storybook ending to this season, which has been a which has been a, a crapshoot. Um, I want a Joe Flacco versus Ravens playoff matchup. Yeah, I that think that would be incredible. AFC Championship. That would mean that, and yeah. I, I think that would happen in the AFC Championship because they're mm -hmm. not going to face each other in the first round. The Browns have too good a record for that. They have one of the higher wild card spots. Um, and the Ravens are most likely going to have the number one seed. So when you look at those two factors, they would end up facing off. I believe they would face off in the AFC championship. Is that correct? Uh, if it stays how it is now, then yeah. Oh man, that would be the best AFC championship matchup of all time. And even if you're a fan, cause I know the AFC North is, um, has some some of the br most brutal rivalries of all time. Mm -hmm. Even if you're a Steelers fan and you're a Bengals fan who may may not even be in the playoffs, you got to root for a matchup like that. Now, I'm sure I'm sure Tuck would like that as well, because I just think it would be that fun of a matchup. And the storylines beyond just being division division rivals, just the fact that it's Joe it's Joe Flacco. Facing off against his former team, what a story would that be, wouldn't it? Hmm. That'd be crazy. That'd be awesome. But but I, I do got I do got one question for you guys. Okay, if Joe Flacco wins the Super Bowl this year, do you guys think he's a Hall of Famer? Easily. No. Easily. I don't know. I no. think he could be. I think it's just I, I don't know the Hall of Fame like on a. Short little tangent here has started to morph into the hall of very good because I don't know of a time where Joe Flacco, where we'd look at him and say, you know what, he has a shot or a case to be best quarterback in the league. I don't even know if he's ever been consensus top five, maybe one year if he was lucky. You know, he had one Super Bowl win, he's never been in the MVP conversation, never really had any big accolades. It's just like I mean, I don't know, because I feel like there's got to be, like, a lot more to your resume than just rings. 
Well, to piggyback off that, he's never thrown for more than 30 touchdowns in a season. Mm. Um, and pretty just about ev- actually, yes, every single season from 2008 all the way until 2017, he has double digit interceptions. That yeah, is true. really bad. And one of them, he didn't even start a full season. He went, uh, they he went three and seven. So he started ten games. He still had twelve picks. All that, and on top of that as well, he has only one season where he eclipsed four k yards. Okay, if we're talking picks, I mean Brett Favre threw a lot of picks, but the man's also a legend himself. So I mean, you yeah, could... but doesn't he have like an MVP though, and like other accolades? Yeah, and on I top mean, like, of that, and, and a bunch of records. And yeah, he has a bunch of records. I on mean, top yeah. of that, like, and on top of that, like in those in those seasons where Brett Favre threw a million picks, he was also throwing for a million touchdowns and a million yards. So he was just yeah. that type of quarterback where you're you're slinging the ball all over the field, but the the interceptions are tolerable if you're getting the yards and touchdowns. Okay, I, I see. Oh no, that's. Really depends how you look at yeah, it. Yeah, because because honestly, for me though, I think I I know I know a lot of people. I know this is a big debate too, but I don't know. I, I have a good feeling that Eli is going to get the get in the Hall of Fame just because he's Peyton's brother and he won two Super Bowls and he's like what top ten in passing yards. And I forgot there was one other stat I can't exactly remember, but he's very average. Yeah, statistically yeah. he may not get it. Well, like statistically, you may not get it, but no, in terms of accolades, but... yeah, that's what mm. I'm saying. Statistically, no, but if you look at his accolades, this guy already has a Super Bowl victory and an MVP, like Super Bowl MVP. As, as oh, I was going to say, and I thought you meant league. If, I was saying, no, he does not. And also, let's say, theoretically, if they win the Super Bowl this year and he wins Super Bowl MVP, isn't that kind of the isn't that kind of the same case that Eli Manning has? That he may no, not have the Eli Manning is statistically better. He may be like, statistically better, but he's the it's the accolades that are putting Eli Manning in that are putting Eli Manning in the Hall of Fame conversation. He in the same way that be, he would, that's the thing. We've lowered our this is a whole this is a whole separate issue, but we've lowered our standards for the Hall of Fame. And what it's doing is frankly abhorrent. I I can I might agree with that. And, and what I'm saying that, is, there are other people like Philip Rivers that shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame either. It's just what, yeah. well, Joe Flacco what he, was what actually he should a Super do is going to be very different than what he yeah, will he what will happen. And Philip Rivers and Eli Manning might end up in the Hall of Fame. No, they will, and they should. If if they do, then Joe Flacco belongs in that conversation as well. That's all I'm saying. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I mean, but this isn't a Joe Flacco thing. It, it's about a standards thing at this. I point. agree. It's like, are we? Why are we mainstreaming delusion? I guess is just my question. I mean, look, I know not every quarterback is going to go out there and be Tom Brady and be Joe Montana and be Peyton Manning, but you can at least get the Joe Burrows or the Josh Allen's or the uh, Ben Roethlisberger's. Yeah, Roethlisberger. I mean, at least at one point was a consensus top five because when you look at stats, how much of that is because you played a long time versus how much of that was when you were really good? Okay. There's also Brett Favre. Brett Favre is a Hall of Famer, but he's yeah, but he's not, got the accolades of the stats to back it up. Right. So like you still need I agree. Like I agree with you. I think we agree on a lot more than mm. we think yeah, we that do. happens a lot. I mean, it does happen <laughs> a lot. We debate on something that we already agree on. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, if we if we're going on the standards that are that are that are happening today with Philip Rivers and Eli Manning being in the conversation. Then if Joe Flacco wins a, a Super Bowl and, and a Super Bowl MVP at age, is it 38 or 39? I think he's 39. Uh, either, I'm, he's 38 right now. Already he's 38. Super Bowl MVP either way. So a 38-year-old who has, who's has who been out of the league practically for the past five years, comes back into the league, tears it up like it's, like it's 2012, 11 years ago, and then turns around and, and wins, an MV, wins a Super Bowl MVP and wins the suit well wins the Super Bowl and and Super Bowl MVP. He belongs in that conversation if Philip Rivers and Eli Manning are there. That's all I'm saying. That's true. Yeah, if you if you if you if you think about it, if you think about it though, but like like there's been there's been worse like players that made the Hall of Fame like Joe Namath. Like yeah. he didn't, his stats wasn't that good. 
Like he had way yeah, more picks that, and that touchdowns. Was a, that was like a that was a different era, though. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, no, bro. I, I, like, yeah, yeah. I, I, if you look, yeah, at no, bro, the, just... If you look at the era that Joe Flacco played in when it came to defenses, that's all I'm saying. I mean, like Patrick Willis and a few others. I mean, he's played some really hard defenses. Yeah, fair. Yeah. All right. Well, we're gonna move on, and we're going to get to our game of the week. So the Lions at the Cowboys in Saturday night action, 8.15 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're going to preview all the ins and outs of that game next. This is the Fumble Rooski Podcast. Welcome back to the Fumble Ruski podcast by Powerier and Secret Weapon Consulting. I'm Adam Wright with CJ Medeiros, special guests Ian Mulhern and Aaron Wise. All right, so we have reached the game of the week portion of our Friday show. So we look at the most highly anticipated matchups for that week's slate of action. And we are on this week's pick is the Lions at the Cowboys. Saturday night at 8.15 p.m. Eastern Time. I know a lot of people don't like Saturday night football, but I love it. I like it. It it shows that we're kind of in the end game of the regular season. We're starting to gear up for the playoffs. And also, listen, call me crazy. I'm not the biggest college football guy. So when I get football on Saturday, it's just, I love it. It's awesome. Um, no disrespect to college football, but I'm just a bigger, I like the real thing. I'm from the Northeast. All right. So Lions at, Cowboys both teams um in similar spots so 11 and 4 is Detroit they are currently in contention for the one seed in Dallas they are 10 and 5 I guess they're technically in the race for the one seed I, I don't know if they are they in the in the race for the one seed or not no the Lions or the Cowboys the Cowboys if they are it's I know it's far-fetched but they're yeah, 10 it's, and very five slim. it's very slim because because of, because of tiebreakers because right. the pointers beat the Cowboys right so this is this has some major playoff implications to it if the mm -hmm. Lions lose then they're very much out of the race for the one seed on the other on the other end if the Cowboys lose now I'm not saying that they have a chance that they have a good chance at the one seed, but they at least have a solid shot at their division. And if they lose this game, they could kiss their, their divisional hopes goodbye. And also they, they, I could probably cross them off as a potential Super Bowl contender. Probably not if they lose this game, but guys, what are your thoughts on this matchup? Ian, Ian, I'll start with you. I think the key thing here is, you know, the Lions have lost some questionable games, but I feel like them as a road team is extremely dangerous because when it comes to the Lions on the road, I mean, they have proven that their offense can be very explosive. And you know what? The Cowboys just haven't looked that great either in some games. I mean, for example, against the Cardinals, which they lost. I mean... That just proves to you that, you know, both these teams are neck and neck against each other. But I would say the Lions, not by much, but I would give the slim edge to the Detroit Lions here. All right. Aaron? All right. Well, <clears throat> I'm going to keep this brief because I'm not really a big Cowboys fan. No, I don't really like watching it. But, but okay, with the game, all right. Both of these teams are frauds, all right? I don't trust the Lions. I just think this is a fluke season, man, i am be honest. I, I think it's a fluke. I don't I don't think it's going to last long. They're probably going to be one and done the playoffs. Um, I think the Cowboys are going to win this game just because they're home, because they're a different team at home, and both these teams can't be a good team. So it's finally going to end tonight. No, not tonight. 
tomorrow, maybe tomorrow, uh, of, of which team could be a good team or it could be a tie. But I got the Cowboys win this one. All right. What are your thoughts, CJ? What say you? I would say put me down for Dallas because I, I'm going to put all cards on the table. They're at home. The Cowboys are statistically one of the best home teams, and I think most of their losses have come on the road. In fact, all of their losses might have come on the road. They might have had like one loss at home, but either way, it's just they are – it's a tale of two teams. And Dallas at home is almost unbeatable, but Detroit, they're road warriors. Like Ian said, they're very good, and I don't think Detroit's just going to roll over and die. It's going to be a high-scoring shootout. But if we're analyzing the trends, then it should be Dallas's game to lose. But I do think it's going to be a bit of a shootout. The big difference maker for me is that I do not trust Detroit's defensive backfield. I really don't. Their defensive backfield has been gashed repeatedly. And if and let's just say somehow, some way you lock up C.D. Lamb, well, you also have to deal with Brandon Cooks. So give me the – I say probably the Cowboys, but by a score. All right, so it's two to one right now in favor of Dallas, and I hold the tiebreaker or the one that will tie. I'm usually the one who likes to tie just for the sake of doing it, so just for argument's sake. But I can't bring myself to go against the cow the Cowboys. The Cowboys are one of the best home teams in football right now. On the road is a very different story, but this team not only are they fighting for, for playoff positioning. They're fighting to stay at home in the playoffs, at least for one game. And if they lose this divisional this game, then they're going their road to the Super Bowl for them will go on the road, which is not which are not good odds for this Cowboys team. Put me down for the Cowboys. They just have so much more offensive firepower than the Lions do. The Lions play a little more mistake free at the best, but I think the Cowboys. With CeeDee Lamb especially, that fella is unstoppable this year. You talk about a guy who, since he's entered this league, every single year he's been in this in he's been in the NFL. This guy has gotten better and better and better, statistically and by the eye test. And we're going to see that, especially with the mismatch that is this doubt this cow uh this Lions secondary against CeeDee Lamb. I think it's going there. I think the Cowboys are going to put on a clinic. The Lions will make it somewhat close. They always, most of the time, unless unless there's a couple other matchups, uh, most they're going to make it somewhat close. But the Cowboys are just, I think, the better team at home. So give me the Cowboys. Oh yeah, I got one thing to say real quick about the game. Yeah, the Cowboys game will be a blowout. Cowboys going to blow them out. Cowboys. I, I can see. The Cowboys yeah. are gonna blow them out. Yeah, I, I can see that happening. I can see that happening. I don't. I don't see this game being that close because the cow, the Cowboys are like way they're a completely different team at home. And the Lions' defense, they can't stop nobody. So I, I, I think it's gonna be a blowout. I think it'll be twenty point game. Into entering the fourth quarter, back is coming in. Yep. <laughs> I think honestly, I think it really depends on the game. If it's really close. And the Lions are up. I would not, I would not count out Dak Prescott throwing an interception. Oh, he definitely will. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. all over like I mean that that was the you know the thing last week against the Vikings. You know, Dallas has to go ahead by a lot. Like Aaron said, you got it. You got to put him away because if you put him in a close game, and they're up, I give me Detroit. Here's my problem with Detroit. It's that so and I I hope I hope everyone knows there's no bias here because Detroit was my preseason Super Bowl pick in the in the NFC. And I'm very disappointed by the way they've played this year. Yes, they're 11 and 4. Yes, they are having one of the best years they've had in their franchise history. But giving it the eye test, this team does not look like a Super Bowl team. They just don't. I thought Jared Goff would be better. And I thought Jamison Williams was going to have a much more impactful season than he has. He has, we've hardly felt his presence. Um, Sam Laporta has been a pleasant surprise, but at the same time, 
I also thought, I mean, Amon Ross St. Brown has been what we, what we've want, what we've expected from him. Uh, he hasn't been electric, but he also hasn't been bad. So he's been, he's been a, he's been a solid wide receiver one and their defense is not nearly what it should be. Mm-hmm. I know they've had some injuries in the secondary, but God, is that secondary bad? Their front seven is solid. I still like their front seven. Aiden Hutchinson is pretty good. Um, their offensive line is solid as well. Um, not as good as it should be, but mm-hmm. everything, like everything about this, everything about this Lions team is good. We all thought they would be good. I just thought they'd be better. They are such a disappointment. And it just, it, it kind of reminds me of this whole NFL season as a whole. It's been fine. It's been an okay season. You know, the playoffs are open, are wide open in, in both conferences, but it just feels disappointing. It should be better than it has been. And it's kind of been the same thing with this Lions team. The Lions are supposed to be better than they are. And if they were as good as I thought they would be during the preseason, I would have the I would have the Lions going on the road and winning. Only problem is I just don't trust Jared Goff anymore. We're gonna I'm lumping him in in the same breath as Kirk Cousins and Tua Tungavailoa. How about Derek Carr? Derek Carr, yeah. Carr's no, a, Derek Carr's a, a tier below. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> unless it's unless the year is 2016, write Derek Carr off. Like I don't know what 2016 was. I loved Carr that year. He has that not been fun. that the same since. Yeah. He has not been anywhere been. near that. Michael Crabtree being having one of his best years ever. Amari, Amari Cooper, Cooper looking like his Amari Cooper self. Man. Oh. And, and, and Latavius and, Murray having a career year. like That too. Yeah. Defense yeah. with David Amerson and Khalil Mack. Right. Man, like. Man. Yeah, and, yeah. and also, like, oh. Latavius Murray. You talk about a running back who was a backup who had no business being a backup. Whenever he was thrust into a starting role, he was awesome. But. The problem is they ne- no one ever trusted him in a starting role consistently. He went to the he went to the Vikings. He was a backup to Dalvin Cook, rightfully so. But hmm. Latavius Murray deserves a starting role. And then Dalvin Cook gets hurt. Jarek McKinnon takes a starting role. He goes to the Saints. He's a backup to Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram. It's like everywhere he went, this guy never got the shot. And that now is now he's his career is past its prime. Hmm. It's past its prime, and I, he's. Oh man, I loved Latavius Murray. If you can't tell, he was on my fantasy team in 2016. So, um, all right. So we're going to move on. We're going to get to the 1 PM games for week 17. So we have leaked the week 17 game script. Make sure you pay attention, take notes, because we're not going to tell you this stuff twice. That's next. This is the Fumble Ruski podcast. Welcome back to the Fumble Ruski podcast. Adam Wright, CJ Medeiros, special guest Ian Mulhern, and Aaron Wise. All right, so we have reached the game picks for our 1 p.m. slate of games, Eastern Standard Time, of course. Um, so we go around the table, just a few seconds we spend giving our picks, slight reasoning, don't even need a score prediction, just boom, go. All right, we're going to start off with the Patriots visiting the Bills. And I'm going to keep this one short and sweet. Give me the Patriot. Uh, excuse me. Give me the Jesus. <laughs> give me the give me the Bills. This Patriots team has won too many games already, um, and they need to they need to remember that they need to bottom out and be in contention for Marvin Harrison Jr. All right, Ian, what's your pick? I'll just keep this fast. Give me the Bills. Just the Bills. Uh- 
Yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. mean, I, I mean, I mean, it's the Patriots. There's really nothing to explain here. Exactly. All right, Aaron. All right. All right. Well, I got the Patriots. Poof. I got the Patriots. Blaze Evans get four touchdowns. Bill Belichick still wants to win. Best upset. Okay. Uh, sure. I mean, they did upset them with. It's Matt. gonna happen. <laughs> Now, here's the thing. It's in Buffalo, so and I know they just won in Denver. Give me the Bills, but it's going to be an unsatisfying win for Bills fans. You know, I mean, I think the Bills are going to win, but it's going to be much closer than it should be. Let's just hope this is not a um, – since it's probably going to be in the snow or something, let's just hope it's not going to be like a Raiders-Vikings game. Please, Please just lose the freaking game, Patriots. You are supposed to bottom out, and you've won two of your last three games. I you mean, have you have literally played yourself out of a top three pick when you were at two, literally two days ago. Like, oh, I'm, wouldn't I'm let that happen to me. All right, we have a more event. We, I'm sorry, we have a more eventful event, um, a more eventful game here in the Dolphins who are visiting the Ravens. The Dolphins are still technically in the race for the number one seed. But the Ravens have it. And if the Ravens, and don't look now, don't look now, but this Browns team with Joe Flacco is still technically in contention for not only the division, but the one seed. Ian, what is your pick? You know what? If we're going off statistics in the past couple years, give me the Ravens over the Dolphins because I don't know if you guys know the history between that, but every time these two teams seem to play, the Ravens always manage to blow out the Dolphins. All right, Aaron. Um, I like to say Miami, but they haven't really beat a good team yet. So I got the Ravens. CJ. Well, I've got to go with the Ravens because you saw how they manhandled the 49ers with all those weapons. Well, guess what? Miami has weapons too, and Jalen Waddle's not going to be playing. He was just ruled out with a high ankle sprain. And now, if you're the Ravens, you're free to double-team Tyree Kill as much as you want. So, yeah, give me the Ravens. Also, the Dolphins' defense ain't going to do jack against Lamar. Give me the Ravens. The Ravens are the team that is that is proven to be the team to beat. And it's about damn time because every single year in the first half of the season, Lamar Jackson and, Rave, and the Ravens look like that team, but they always get hurt halfway through the year. This is that projection of what it would look like each of each one of those years if they would actually stay healthy. The health has been uh, not a factor this year. Actually, at least not as much because J.K. Dobbins is still gone with a uh, torn And Mark Andrews is gone for the season. Um, but give me the Ravens. The Ravens have shown that they can that they can stay healthy, which has been the biggest factor here. The Dolphins have just beaten their first team above 500 in over a year and a half. That's not going to continue. And so it was the Rose yeah. Cowboys. So it was against the Cowboys, which doesn't count. Uh, all right, oh. so give me the Ravens on that part. Um, all right, now we move on to our next matchup. The seven and eight Falcons are facing the six and nine Bears. The Bears team that looked like they were going to have two top two picks. Doesn't look like that anymore. The Bears, with at least their own first-round pick, have played their way out of the top five in this year's draft. Looks like they've been trying to play to show if whether or not Justin Fields can play, and he's shown some life. What are you guys picking? You know what? I Just straight out the gate, this isn't even a debate for me anymore. Desmond Ritter, you're a frog. Give me the Bears because, honestly – if this, it, it, it listen. If you're losing to the Panthers with only two wins, forget about it. I'm just sick of the Desmond Ritter hype. Give me Justin Fields. All right, Aaron. All right. Well, the Falcons are frauds and always will be. Um, I got the Bears winning, and I actually got the Bears going to the playoffs. They're sneaking in with one percent. They're going to the playoffs. Interesting. I yep. love the boldness. I do. I do. I like that, the ball. That, yeah. That's ballsy. Let's I see like if it. it works I'm, out. I, I know love it. I love I, it. I love it. All right, CJ. Well, well, well. 
according to me, the winner of this week's, not a Super Bowl, but a toilet bowl, will be the Chicago Bears. Because you have a coach in the Falcons who, for some reason, can't quite figure out how to use his best players. Wouldn't let that happen to me. But yeah, I just think Chicago, you know, Fields is fighting for his life. He's got something to play for. You know, you got DJ Moore, decent defense. Yeah, the Bears defense has been pretty good these past few weeks. So, yeah, I will take Chicago over Atlanta every day of the week. And they need to fire Arthur Smith. They won't, but they should. Um, You guys give very good reasons to pick the Bears. Oh, but I'm going the Falcons. The, so the Bears, yes, they have a lot of players and coaching staff who are also who are playing for their lives. But don't forget the Falcons are doing the same thing. And they do have talent. The Falcons yeah. just beat the Colts 29 to 10. So if they could just figure out how to use their talent, because they have some high-end talent there everywhere you look. Their defense is pretty good. Their running back is among the best in the league, one of the best young running backs out there. Drake London. Kyle Pitts, and I guess if Desmond Ritter has all these pieces and a good offensive line, give me the Falcons. They're they're also fighting for some things too, and they are still technically. They are still. We can't. (laughs) We are still technically. They are still technically in the playoff race. They do have that going for them. I'm taking the Falcons. All right, moving on to our next matchup. We have the Raiders. We're seven and eight and technically have an outside shot at a playoff spot with the Colts who are eight and seven, who have the last spot right now. Um, And they're, they're barely hanging on to it by the skin of their teeth. So must win for both teams. Who are we picking in? You know what? If you could beat Patrick Mahomes without completing a pass since the first quarter and you know, doing what they did in clutch moments. I have to say, after the Colts lost last week, that was a terrible loss. I'm going to go the Raiders on this one. I believe in Antonio Pierce. Wait, is it is it Colts and Raiders? Yeah. Yes. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Um, Colts are hosting. Colts are hosting? Oh, okay. I really like Gardner Minshew a lot. You know, he he he's a really good quarterback, backup quarterback, anyways. He's that fiery, but I need the Raiders win so so they can knock out the Chiefs out of the playoffs. So go Raiders. Okay. Ah, uh, <laughs> this is another one that's just gonna be something. However, ah, uh, I I know the opposite's gonna happen, but I'm leaning Indy. And the reason I lean Indy is solely because the Chiefs, I think, are extremely fraudulent. You know, I know it's Patrick Mahomes stuff, but but still, I mean, just the Colts do have better weapons, you know, with Alec Pierce, Michael Pittman, Mo Ali Cox, Jonathan Taylor. So that's going to be a little bit tougher. And I think Gardner Minshew doesn't have the I must force all the throws mentality that Mahomes does. So, yeah. And also, you, I don't know if you can catch lightning in a bottle twice, but give me the Colts scraping it out in an ugly game. Yeah, give me the Colts. Michael Pittman is back, and I don't think what happened against the Falcons is going to happen again against the Raiders. Raiders have a significantly worse defense. It's a defense that's held its own. It's been better than we thought it would. But uh, I think the Colts are the Colts are barely hanging on to that spot, and I think they're going. This last week was a wake up call for them. And so for that reason, give me the Colts. I think they win this game and they stay in the playoff hunt. All right. We move on to the Panthers at the Jaguars. Pretty close matchup, if you ask me. The 2-13 and 13 Panthers, who have literally nothing to play for, and the Jaguars, who are 8-7, and seven, who are trying to hang on to that division lead, which is waning ever so much more by the week to the Texans. Ian, what's your pick? I know someone who's a Jaguars fan who will probably call me out for this, but you know what? Give me, I hate to say this, give me Jacksonville because you know what? The Panthers have been worse than a Burger King drive through in Virginia. Jesus. They just can't. <laughs> 
They're just that bad. All right. Aaron? All right. So, um, honestly, I don't know who's going to start a quarter for the Jaguars this week, but I don't think I don't think it's going to matter because apparently Trevor Lawrence has, like, a shoulder problem. And he's out, by the and, way. He was just oh, ruled he, out. Oh, he's out? Yeah. yeah. Oh. So, that's his, that's his first time missing the NFL game. That's impressive. Yeah. Anyways, Too much. Uh, the Jaguars still should win this game. CJ Beathard dropped five touchdowns, and Jaguars will win this one in a blowout. All right, CJ, what say you? Oh, I swear to God, Ian, if the Panthers pull this out, I'm going to lose it. It should be Jacksonville. Even without Lawrence, they just have a better roster. But I think Jacksonville's gonna win. But oh my God, it will not be a convincing win. It's probably gonna, they're probably gonna get like a last second field goal to win, probably like 13-10. And look, and, and I know they just dropped a whole bunch of points on the Packers, but keep in mind, Vanilla Joe Barry was the defensive coordinator <laughs> in Green Bay. So 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 I feel like they get a mulligan on that one, respectfully. CJ Bathard is still just good enough to win them games. And he's going to end up being their starting quarterback. I don't think it's going to be a convincing win, but it doesn't have to when you have your backup in there. I don't think this is Jacksonville's year to win the Super Bowl. Although I had this team in the AFC Championship before the team started. Another team that is very disappointing this year. Um, yeah, give me the Jaguars. They're going to win, but not in convincing fashion. All right, moving on to the next matchup. We have an interdivision game, the Titans at 5-10. and 10 taking on the Texans in Houston. They are 8-7. and seven. They are still in contention for not only a playoff spot, also the division. So, Ian, what's your pick? You know what? I would say C.J. Stroud has a lot to prove ever since he got concussed against the Jets. So, you know what? Give me the Texans because, you know what? Will Mayonnaise, Levis, or whoever's starting for the Titans, because you never know who's starting for them. Their quarterback room is like a pitching rotation. So give just give me the Texans. All right, Aaron. Okay, so this game is probably probably one of the most boringest game of Sunday. Um, it's probably the Texans. There's not really a lot to talk about. Like Texans should win. If they lose, they they deserve to miss the playoffs. Period. That's it. All right. CJ? Uh, do the Texans have CJ Stroud? Has it been yes. confirmed? Yes. CJ Stroud's back. Then I'm leaning Texans. I believe they'll have Nico Collins as well. You know, Tank Dell's out, so it's going to be tough, but I don't know. Ryan Tannehill is just about cooked. And Derrick Henry's in a bit of a down year, so give me Houston. CJ Stroud is back. But the Texans have been slammed by the injury bug in the second half of this year, which is really sad because if they didn't, I would they could have easily won 11 games this year. Still, give me the Texans. Texans win this game in convincing fashion. May not be a blowout, but it'll be good enough for the Texans to stay in the playoff race. And a, this is a, t- a Texans team I do believe sh- deserves the playoffs because they've played very well this year. All right, moving on, we have the Rams taking on the Giants. So the Rams will be visiting New York. They are 8-7. and seven. If the playoffs started today, please, football gods, let this happen. If the playoffs started today, the Rams would be visiting Detroit with Matthew Stafford in a rematch, in, in a revenge game, in the playoffs against uh, the Lions. What a, what a story that would be. But, Ian, what's your pick here? You know... You know what? I just just give me the Rams. I mean, well, well, I mean, look, the Giants' quarterback situation and the Giants as a whole. There's not much to talk about. They're atrocious. All right, Aaron. I got the Giants winning this game. Upset. Really? Yeah, it's I got the oldest yeah. games possible. Right? It's 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 gonna it's gonna be and nasty. Yeah, it's gonna be ugly. And if you think about it, the Giants almost beat Philly. If Tyrod would have played the whole game, the Isaac Park could have been G- Jalen Hurts. So if you could also beat the Eagles, you could beat the Rams. So I got the Giants. Damn, and, and, and that coach, that coach is fiery. 
you know he's going to show up. And the reason why I also picked the Giants because this will help the Bears get in. Okay. Yep. Yeah. The Bears are going to the playoffs. The uh, the Patriots are pulling the upset. The Giants are pulling the upset. All I bold love the boldness. All, all bold predictions from Aaron. Today. All right. I mean, if he's you keep taking shots, you're going to hit on one of them. All right, CJ, what's your pick? Huh. I, I got to go Rams. Just the firepower on offense they have. I mean, sure, Stafford's not in his 2022 or whatever, like he last won the Super Bowl. So 21, yeah. 21, thank you. You're very generous. But I, but with Puka Dakua, Cooper Cup, and the emerging Kyron Williams, I don't know if the Giants can answer all that. I mean, their offense does seem to be clicking at some point, but for me, it's too little too late. Give me the Rams. The Rams have won five of their last six games, and the one game they lost was on the on a kick return in overtime against the best team in football in the Ravens. Give me the Rams. I don't think a team like the the, the Giants is going to stand in their way. Uh, and they kind of lost their momentum from the linsanity run of time of uh, of Tommy DeVito. That is long gone. They just benched him for uh, Tyrod Taylor. So give me yeah, give me the Rams. It's not going to be close. All right. Our next matchup, we got the Cardinals visiting the Eagles. Cardinals 3-12. and 12. They currently hold the number two overall pick. And the Eagles, 11-4, and four, they are still in contention for the number one seed. What are we picking? You know what? This is a huge matchup for the Eagles because, like I mentioned earlier, the Cowboys lost to the Cardinals. So... If the Eagles do win this game, they'll have a head-to-head win over the Cardinals. So, give me the Eagles on this. Aaron? Wait, so the game's in Philly, right? Game's in Philly, yes. Oh, okay. Um, I got the Eagles win this game, but it won't it won't be a blowout. I see this game being kind of close just because the Cardinals this year, they, they, they've shown time and time again they're, they make – they're, they're pretty gritty team, despite the record. Like I think the Cardinals are better than the record is, but I got the Eagles in a close one. All right, CJ. The Cardinals are a weird team. It seems like they can play up to any team, but at the end of the day, I just think Philly's gonna want it a little bit more because they've been reeling from a few lackluster performances. Give me Philly. Not too complicated. Yeah, give me the Eagles. It's This isn't really a complicated matchup. I know the Cardinals have a tendency to make games close. Um, I wish they could play their way out of the number two overall pick. It would help the Patriots, who keep on winning games when they shouldn't be. But the Eagles, are they just have too much to play for right now. So, yeah, Eagles are an easy, easy pick. All right, our next, our next 1 o'clock game, Saints at Buccaneers. This one has some major playoff implications because whoever wins this division is going to the playoffs and hosting a playoff game. Whoever lo- whoever doesn't win this division, which is pretty would seem obvious, but we need we need to add that uh, that extra emphasis on it. We'll be out of the playoffs like completely by a lot, and we'll probably have a top five to maybe even ten pick in this year's draft. Saints are seven and eight. Buccaneers are eight and seven. Buccaneers have been have been dealing lately. Ian, what's your pick? You know what? Listen, I mean, this is a quarterback who I really appreciate and I think does get overlooked a lot because of some down games. But give me Baker Mayfield. I think the guy has been playing out of his mind, and I think he'll beat the Saints. Derek Carr is not great. Saints aren't great. Give me Tampa Bay. All right, Aaron. Um, well, Derek Carr, Derek Carr is a bum. Um, he's not good. Never will be good. I got the Bucks winning this one by fourteen points. All right, CJ. Give me Tampa Bay. I am no longer afraid of the Raiders. They are just. They're the just Saints? a. Or that's what I meant. Yeah, the Saints. Sorry, Derek Carr. You know what I mean? I'm not used to yep. it. So, now, let me tell you something about the Saints. I'm not afraid of them. They are literally just a Frankenstein's monster of just names that are just cobbled together. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know, I got, you know, Derek Carr, Chris Olave, Marshawn Lattimore. None of that. 
none of that. I'm sorry. Baker Mayfield has been going on a tear these past few weeks, and I'm here for it. I mean, you know he wants to prove the doubters wrong, and you know he's fighting for his life. Man, just give me the bucks. Yeah, this would usually be a game where I would swing the other way when other people are picking, are heavily going towards one team, but I still have to go the Buccaneers. They're, I just, the Saints are reeling and they just don't look like the type of team that can get themselves into the playoffs. And the Buccaneers have been playing very good football lately. Give me the Bucs. And Baker Mayfield, congratulates, congratulations to Baker for saving his career around this time last year. Because without that run with the Rams, he doesn't get another contract and he's probably out of the league. And now he's with the Buccaneers and actually playing very, very well yet again. Uh, so give me the box. All right. Our next matchup, we got 49ers at commanders, 49ers at 11 and four, the commanders, the opposite at four and 11, they continue to lose games so much at a rate. So at such a rate that they, they now own the number three overall pick. What are we picking? This is our last one o'clock game. Give me, give me San Fran. I mean, there's nothing to explain here. Yeah. Aaron? 49ers. That's it. CJ? 49ers is a lot to prove. And oh. you know what I mean? After getting manhandled by Baltimore. Don't and what's tell this? Me You're now up against the worst defense in the league when they don't even have Jacoby Brissett, they're led by diet Baker Mayfield, Sam Howell, AKA Faker Mayfield. So obviously you got to give me the Niners on that one. <laughs> yeah. Give me the Niners that this is about as much of a mismatch in week as we can get. Um, yeah. So we're going to sweep on that one. There's no way I could swing the other way on, on that one. I like, <laughs> I like to go a different way. If you can make an ex, if you can make a case in some, in some scenarios, that one, there's no case you can make unless the four, the, the, I mean, Sam Howell sometimes does make games, games when they shouldn't be. So we'll see, but no, give me the Niners. All right. Next, we're going to have the 4 p.m. Eastern time and primetime games. That's next. You're listening to the Fumble Rooski podcast. Welcome back to the Fumble Risky Podcast. Adam Wright, CJ Medeiros, special guests Ian Mulhern and Aaron Wise. All right, we've reached the 4 p.m. slates of Week 17 action, and we're going to kick it off with a good one. So the Steelers at 8-7 and seven are visiting the Seattle Seahawks, who are also 8-7 and seven so far this year. Both teams fighting for their playoff lives. They are both... In different conferences, but they're just barely on the outside looking in. Ian, what are you thinking? You know what? I mean, it's Mason Rudolph starting, by the way. I think it's Mason Rudolph. Well, you know what? You got Seattle. Is Geno Smith starting for um, Seattle? Is it still Drew Locke? Um, they're still going Geno Smith. Okay. You know, this isn't like a legendary matchup, but I mean, I would say, I just think defense as a whole, I get, just give me Pittsburgh, not by much in a close game. All right, Aaron. Uh, I think Pittsburgh's going to win this game because Mike Tomlin is about, he's one win away of clinching a winning season and he's going to do it again. And uh, I see his game close, but close and boring. Yeah, that's all right, I got to say. Fair enough. CJ. I just, 
oh god, this game is just gonna be terrible to get through. So it's in Seattle, which I think does tilt it in their favor, but I am interested to see if Mason Rudolph can uh, keep going. But you know what? Give me Pittsburgh. It's going to be an ugly game, but give me, but Pittsburgh's probably going to win by like a field goal. or It's going to be like a one-score game, but I do like that defense. And if um, they can dice up the Bengals yeah. with Jake Browning going on a wee bit of an insanity run, then I don't know because Seattle just doesn't do it for me. Heck, they almost lost to the Titans of all teams. Give me Seattle. I think Seattle has the most talent on this team, and they know how to use it a lot better than the Steelers do. I think that offense is a lot better run than the Steelers this year. The Steelers have the personnel. They don't know how to use it. Very similar. Um, so very similar to the uh, the um, geez, the uh, Falcons, uh, who are have an even more severe case, but still. All right. <clears throat> Our next matchup is the Bengals visiting the Chiefs. This is a game where if we looked at this game during the preseason, this would be the matchup of the week over the Cowboys and the Lions. Unfortunately, the Bengals, even when they had Joe Burrow, he was playing hurt. And the, and the Chiefs, on the other hand, they have been a big disappointment themselves. Now, we all thought that a couple of us thought that they would fall off a little bit. I think I don't think we expected this much. But Ian, what are you thinking? You know what? I'm just gonna go out and say it now. Gimme, give gimme give Jake Browning and the Bengals. I feel like something in the air is telling me Jake Browning is gonna go off against this team. And you know what? I listen, if you're losing to Aiden O'Connell, who I believe had under a hundred yards passing, just just give, just give me Cincinnati. I just don't think this Chiefs team deserves to make the playoffs. Aaron, well, um, I got, uh, I got the Bengals winning this game. Uh, I can, I can get this. I can see this game getting real nasty. Like, I can see this game be vicious, man. I can see Jake Browning getting three hundred yards. Jamar Chase is gonna get almost two hundred, not quite, but almost two hundred yards receiving. Joe Mixon, he's gonna have fun out there. Like I can see his game getting real bad, man. I can see Mahomes yelling again, screaming, hollering. It's gonna be the Taylor Swift disaster game. So I got I got the Bengals winning by seventeen. They're going by seventeen. Bounce back. All right, CJ. I don't know what to make of this game. I am not afraid of the Chiefs and. Jake Browning really looked like how Jake Browning was supposed to. But I will also ride the upset train. Give me the Bengals probably by like one. It's going to because, plain and simple, I am not afraid of the Chiefs. I'm really not. Give me the Chiefs. Give me the Chiefs in this matchup. I've, I'm still, listen, we're still forgetting that Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes. And he still does have Travis Kelsey. And the biggest factor in this matchup is the defense that the that the Bengals on camera have been underselling. I'm looking at you, Jamar Chase, who may not even end up play, be, uh, playing, by the way. Um, we are forgetting that Algerius Sneed exists and Trent McDuffie exists, who have actually been playing lights out this year. I think those that is going to be the biggest X factor in this game. Give me the Chiefs. The Chiefs still have it. The Chiefs are still going to be division champions. They're still going to go 11 and 6 and they are they are still a legitimate threat in this league. Give me the Chiefs. All right. Um we got for our next matchup, the 5 and 10 Chargers against the 7 and 8 Broncos with Jarrett Stidham starting now because the 250 250 million dollar man who was supposed to lead the, this Broncos team to the promised land has now been benched. And according to a report by Diana Rossini of the, of ESPN, he's in March. This guy is going to get cut. So things do not look good for the Broncos right now, but Ian, what is your pick? You know what? As a person who has met Jarrett Stidham in person, this guy 
like like you even saw him last year, two years ago with the Raiders put up that was like over three hundred yards or something ridiculous. He is capable of destroying teams. And you know what? This isn't it's the Chargers. Just give me Denver because you know what? I think Denver has enough talent to beat the Chargers. All right, Aaron. Um I got I got Denver winning this game because they got something to play for for the division and hope maybe a playoff spot I don't know but and um, the Chargers man they just they just want to they just want the season to be over with which I don't blame them um I think Bill Belichick is probably gonna head down there next year um but yeah I got I got the Broncos winning this game probably about 10 points the Chargers Nine charge Broncos, my bad. Broncos. Broncos? Okay. Yeah, my C- bad. CJ? Oh, my God. You know what? The Chargers are just so lost with Easton Stick at the helm. Their defense is woefully underperforming. And Mr. Unlimited looks like has finally hit his limits. Give me the Broncos in probably one of, if not the ugliest game this weekend. Yeah, I do believe that the Broncos are going to be a little rejuvenated with a new quarterback. And Jarrett Stidham, in the limited time in the past couple of years he has been able to play, he's actually played pretty solid. So, yeah, give me the Broncos. I think the Broncos win this game. They're just a little – they're both bad, but one looks a little more functional than the other. And I think when you make significant changes like this, whether it be at the at the head coaching position or the starting quarterback position, it usually helps out a little bit in the short term. So in that case, give me the Broncos. All right. We have the Packers visiting the Vikings. Both teams are still technically in the playoff race, and they could make it back in. We'll see. But what is our pick here? You know, this is a hard matchup to really predict. But, you know, Nick Mullins, he's okay. But give me Jordan Love. I think Jordan Love has a lot more to play for. They both do. But I feel like Jordan Love has a lot more to prove. Give me the Packers. Not by much. Aaron? Um. I think the Packers gonna win this game because the Vikings are just toast now, man. They they're they're toast. Uh, what's his name? Josh Dobbs done. Who's his name? Nick Mullins can't stop throwing picks. Like he 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 just can't stop giving people pr- Christmas presents, early ones. He just just can't stop it. And there's some Hall dude, never even heard of him. I don't expect him to do much anything. So I got the I got the Packers winning. The Dean Moore and um, I can see the Packers. Bears game battled out maybe for the last playoff spot. Give me 2013 vibes again. Got the Packers. Yeah, I uh CJ, what's your pick? The Vikings are a weird team because Justin Jefferson is still playing lights out despite not having Kirk Cousins. You know, Nick Mullins just throws around the ball like he's playing in the backyard and they they were able to keep it close with the Lions. And when you take all this, you realize that they are going up against Vanilla Joe Barry, the defensive coordinator of the Green Bay Packers, who gave up 30 to the Panthers. Once again, no disrespect, Ian. But at the same time, I just – you can't throw that many interceptions, which is – which, like I said, Nick Mullen just is so careless with the ball – it should be the Packers, so I will go with Green Bay. I am not confident in this, though. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> give me the Packers. The Packers, are they look like the most complete team. If the, if the Vikings had a competent quarterback, a Kirk Cousins-level quarterback who they might have on their roster, may have next year, not sure. We'll see. Um, but they like they have a lot on that team in terms of talent. They have Jordan Addison, who no one's 
talking about. They have TJ Hawkinson, who's now hurt, by the way, out for the year, but they still had him this year and was one of the best tight ends in football. Uh, on top of that, Justin Jefferson's been playing lights out. Even coming back from an injury, he still looks like his normal self. Only problem is their quarterback position sucks right now. So with that in mind, give me the Packers. The Packers should be that team that um, at least is knocking at the door at a playoff at a playoff berth. Their defense, while it doesn't, while the defensive coordinator uh, situation is bad, they still have good personnel. Their offensive line is not the best, but their quarterback has been able to overshadow a lot of their deficiencies, which leads me to believe that they found that that they have found that franchise guy. So good for them. I don't know if they're going to be in. They're definitely not going to be in contention this year. They may or may not make the playoffs, but I consider this season a win for the Packers in Jordan Love's first year as a starter. Uh, so yeah, give me the give me the Packers. I think they're going to finish out this season strong. All right, that's all the scheduled content we have for today. But do you guys have any other thoughts before we end the show tonight? Yes, I do. Um, the reason why I picked the Packers to win because. I have Jordan five rookie cards, so I'd really need him to perform. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah, that's a viable reason, I guess. All I, right. I got a Super Bowl prediction right now. All right, let's see it. And, let's I've, been it. and I've been locking it in. You know, I let's see all the NFC teams and the AFC teams. Give me the same matchup we saw last week. Give me – 49ers versus the Ravens, round two. 49ers, Ravens, round two. I hope that isn't the matchup because the Ravens blew doors on the last matchup. You know what, though? Look what the um, – I get it was that one game, but you got to remember what the 49ers did to the Eagles in Philadelphia when they wanted revenge. Oh, yeah. Sure. Yeah. It was two different seasons, though. Yeah. All right. Well – so I think if that's all that we have, um, all right. So, um, that'll do it for us tonight. Thank you for listening to us. We have new episodes out on Tuesdays at 7:30 PM Eastern standard time and Fridays at 5 PM Eastern time. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. We have all our episodes available on Spotify, Spreaker, Apple podcasts, iHeartRadio, Google podcasts, and so much more. Also, be sure to follow our Instagram at FumbleRooski underscore podcast and our TikTok at FumbleRooski pod to keep up with our podcast and the latest coverage on the NFL. Otherwise, we will see you next week over and out.